Welcome, 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 everybody. Oh my God, it's the end of the year. It is the end of getting toward the end of 2020 and we, <laughs> the Pod Squadron, are here for you. Woo! Do we have a lot to talk about? Uh, yes. It's not a lot of different things. It's pretty much one thing. Mandalorian season two. But we're going to get into that uh, really quick. Just want to thank everybody who's here. Uh, the production staff in the back, Rodney, Mike, thank you for all your work. And let's start off with a few uh, little quick introductions here. Uh, we have director, fight choreographer, performer, puppeteer, and the Chinese pirate, Andy Lowe. How you doing, Andy? Greetings and salutations. <laughs> Also, we have writer, blogger, and occasional cosplay artist, the one and only hot nerd girl. How you oh, doing, Tracy? That's me. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. doing <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Woo. <laughs> and also, we have the performance artist, aerialist, and events designer and coordinator, the kaleidoscope creature, Lexi Lee. How are you doing, Lexi? I managed to mop up my tears long enough to put makeup <laughs> after this episode. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. It is definitely lovely to have you all back again, be together with you guys. Uh, it's definitely lovely to have everybody here in Twitch and on the interwebs who's checking us out. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, this is the show for all things Star Wars. Um, we go over the movies, TV, animation, games, um, trading games, the card games, the the books, themed parks, everything. We, we cover all of Star Wars from a, what we think is a very unique perspective. And we want to continue to do that more and more for you, even after 2020 finishes up. Because 2020 didn't kill us because this has been giving me and I know the others life. So real quick, just how's everybody, how's everybody doing? I mean, I know we're in the fields, but how are we doing? And Andy, how, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Actually, uh, I'm going to show off. Uh, I've got a new T-shirt, which I'm enjoying, celebrating my combined love of uh, themed entertainment and Disneyland uh, with my, my Star Wars fandom. I have the fashion show, fashion the, show, the, the Order 66 T-shirt <gasps> done in the, uh, in Club the 33 of Club 33. Yeah, cool. And it does have a little little. Uh, clone trooper head in here. But wait, is is Order sixty six something you really want to be like excited about? I mean, you know, New Orleans Square has a lot of ghosts, right? I mean, <laughs> it, I, I I figure it's like kind of the the counterpoint to. I also have a grim grinning Jedi uh, t shirt with three glow glow in the dark Jedi's that are doing the hitchhiking ghost pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. I love mashups. <laughs> how am i doing yeah how are you feeling i mean we're, we're, we're getting into the final end of the year you know um i'm just checking in with everybody before we start the roller coaster yeah i'm uh i'm I, i'm hoping to to get through this this uh this episode incident free i feel like two weeks ago my hand started bleeding randomly and last week i had a migraine and this week i'm feeling much better so um Go team. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about getting hopefully a vaccine and getting back to some comic book conventions and stuff. So, but yes, this is giving me life. I actually put this in my Christmas letter that I was like, this is compensating um, 
for not being able to go to conventions. It's scratching my nerd itch. <laughs> That's right. And Lexi. Oh, I'm in the I'm in between my holiday job and my next job right now. Um, which I'm not I'm not even sure what that is. I'm talking to my rep to, about my next assignment and uh, hoping to get my aerial rig back up now that the winds are kind of calming down. And that'll be really great. It'll be great Sweet. to see that. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, everybody, uh, we thank you um, once hey, Benja, again. How are you I, doing? I, I I know. Oh, how am I doing? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting out of this. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't sleep. Um, I, I. I just. I don't know. I was in my field so much. Um, you know, I couldn't sleep last night, and then I woke up. Uh, I tried to eat some. Um, some of the sweet Grogu Nuggy cereal that I have, my Mandalorian cereal. <laughs> um, and then I started watching the episode again, and then I tried to go back to sleep. It just didn't work out. So I, I've been up, but I got a little bit of sleep here and there, just not all at once. But I'm doing good. Um, did, you, did you maybe have a little bit of the Calvin and Hobbes, like, chocolate-covered sugar bomb sugar effect, bomb? though? <laughs> <laughs> I have a natural high, Andy. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. So, I need five-hour energy in my veins. <laughs> I'm basically just nocturnal, so by the time this rolls around, I'm finally functioning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, also, uh, before we before we get into into it, um, that's how we're doing. But if you want to keep doing well, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you um, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, um, Instagram. That's the other one, <laughs> and all of the other. Uh, any of the other channels that you may want to find us on, especially for podcasting. If you just want to find us on iTunes, um, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, any of those formats, you should be able to find us. If you cannot, be sure to let us know, and we'll have to call them and uh, send a stern letter to their management because we want everybody to get in on the podcast. And uh, that's been up and working. So, Make sure that you get on with those channels, and for all of you on Twitch, we will uh, we do appreciate your uh, your support that you've been giving us. Um, you know, call us out in the comments. We'll definitely reply, respond, and uh, do what we can as the show goes on. We want to make this an interactive thing, so we definitely thank everybody on Twitch for being here with us live. So, with no further ado, I'm sorry for all of that. I'm just in my feels, as I said, because this thing is crazy. But one more thing before we do it, we want to get to a couple news items really quickly. Uh, Andy, what do we have? Well, really just kind of one news item. Um, and it's really just, uh, uh, you know, I mean, this is this hits a little harder uh, just in light of the year. Uh, uh, and we've lost some people this year and we've lost another person that's a big had a big impact on on Star Wars. Uh, so Jeremy Bullock, who was the original physical performer who 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 originated Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi passed away this past Thursday, December 17th. Yeah, he was 75, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he had a great storied career uh back in the UK. Um if you're a Doctor Who fan, he he appeared in two uh two episodes uh from from the classic series. Which um, episodes? Um, I didn't know that. Uh I believe yeah, it them. was the Space Museum and the Time Warrior. Uh, he was. That's got to be. Uh, that's got to be Fifth Doctor. 
I am unsure. Uh, actually, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 only a modern uh, Hoovian, <laughs> so I, I defer to you. <laughs> I'll, go- I'll Google it. Indeed, fourth um, or fifth, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing, right? Uh, so we've lost other Star Wars actors. We've lost this year. We lost um, David Prowse, of course, who was the physical performer for Darth Vader. Uh, Max von Sydow, who was Lor Santeca in uh, Episode Seven. Um, of course, Grant Imahara. Uh, from you, you know, you might know him from uh, from from uh, MythBusters, but he was also one of the one of the robotics professionals who who helped control R two D two in throughout the whole prequel trilogy. Um, he was way too young. Yeah, I mean, well, like, and just such a great representative and like geek, <laughs> like and one nice of us. Guy, from what I've heard, that he was a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Um, um, one other person who we lost this year, uh, who people might not remember was, uh, a star Wars performer, uh, Wilfred Brimley, who, uh, people might remember from cocoon or God, I mean, just about every movie in the eighties, diabetes, Diabetes. (laughs) yes. Um, uh, but he was in the Ewok movies. He was in Ewok battle for, for Endor. Um, but yeah, Flanagan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rest in peace. They will all be missed. They will all be glowing blue f- figures in our hearts and minds. <laughs> yeah. I, I wondered who that was when I ate my Quaker Oats cereal. <laughs> I think you would appreciate that, Jennifer. Um, I think so, too. <laughs> He did a lot of Quaker Oats commercials. That's actually where I know him from, the Quaker Oats guy. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, he was kind of he was kind of America's uh, grandpa for like all of the eighties, right? Except for like one movie where he played yeah, a bad actually, guy, and it was so weird. <laughs> he definitely had that kind of figure to him. Um, and it's just uh, it's just interesting, you know. Time is passing, and there's so much. Uh, Star Wars time and history, you know, I, I don't even think about it, but this franchise has been with me literally all of my life and uh, same for all of you. And um, it's, it's just kind of amazing that we're now here, you know, passing the torch, um, you know, ha- Andy, to use your phrase, you know, is the handoff to a new generation. Um, and we're watching everything kind of evolve and grow. And this show is a major point in that people are going to look back and see the Mandalorian. They're going to see the the Disney plus streaming effort as something completely new and a changeover uh, and a good one at that. So I'm very happy to, to be a part of this, you know, passing of the torch or whatever you want to call it, old guard, new guard kind of thing. Uh, People have been talking about that transition for a while. And I think we're really starting to see and understand what this could be right now. And very importantly, with this episode of The Mandalorian and the season. In fact, we should go ahead and get into it. We should go ahead and say that from now on, we might have some spoilers, right? Uh, we'll get can we, can we talk syn- spoilers now? We we'll get through the synopsis and then we'll get into spoilers. <laughs> Brain but, capacity uh, is waiting, first. so chop chop. Oh, I know. Well, <laughs> I had to say that because some people kind of spit out a little something here and there that, you know, oops, you know I didn't mean to say that. You know. Wait, wait, wait. Before she you even get under started. duress, she had, a, she had a migraine, you know. <laughs> what did I do when I had a migraine? I, I, I 
take responsibility for nothing when I have a mic. <laughs> what did I do? No, no, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody's, I don't want anybody to go right up to the very edge of spoiler warning and then be like, oh my God, they oh. said. Yeah, that was the migraine. Um, so <laughs> before, before we get into the synopsis, we took bets last week on what the t- the runtime was oh, going to be. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we did. And I already I know that I you. lost. Yeah. So the, well, the official, now when we count runtime, do we count like the official full length of the show with credits and intro or yeah. is there some place where you get the... No, when you press play and it shows the amount of and time. it shows you, yeah. That's yeah. What it, yeah. Okay. Especially since it had an end credits scene. In in that Especially. case, in that case, I uh, I tip my hats off, tip my hat off to Andy. Otherwise, I would have gotten closer. Wait, wait. So 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 what what was the what was the actual final count? It was forty six oh. minutes, I believe. Uh, forty six. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, forty six minutes. Like forty six and change. Tracy yeah. came in. Uh, Tracy said fifty-six minutes. Was I last? I think uh, I was Lexi last. said. 50, <laughs> Lexi said fifty-two minutes. I said forty-three minutes and thought I was on the money um, because I'm clairvoyant. But Andy came in at forty-eight minutes, which was one minute oh, okay. closer than mine. So Andy gets the the prize for this Woo-hoo! this episode. I win a no prize. Did, did anybody say <laughs> As- forty? minutes in the comments last week if you did if you did comment and let us know actually speaking of the comments before we get into this uh do we want to check uh uh oh um be sure to comment (laughs) (laughs) and and to follow us be sure to comment and follow us but see, he, he he already said the things. Yeah, he said the things. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> but subscribe. You I know? missed it. Subscribe. I missed it. Okay. If you subscribe, then you get email notifications that we're going to be going live. And that's very helpful that I find. So right. yeah. He already said that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's subscribe. Smash that bell. You know how the YouTubers say. <laughs> All right. Shall we get started? Go ahead, Andy. Drop the synopsis on us. Let's have it. Start our engines. All right. Chapter 16, The Rescue. The Mandalorian Din Djarin has sent his sent his warning off to Moff Gideon after ascertaining the location of his Arkitans class command cruiser in a daring operation infiltrating an Imperial Remnant mining operation on the planet of Morak. Assisted by ex-Rebel shock trooper and current marshal of the New Republic, Cara Dune, and <clears throat> oh, excuse me. An ex, an ex don't, imperial. Don't up yet, sir. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Are you crying? Don't cry yet, Andy. <laughs> Hang in there. I'm so emotional. Hang in there, buddy. Um, ex imperial <laughs> ISB sharpshooter Fennec Shand and the infamous underworld bounty hunter Boba Fett. Din Jarin must finish assembling his team of unlikely partners, unified by a singular cause: defeating Moff Gideon and rescuing the child. The mysterious Grogu, whose link to the Force and the ancient, uh, the ancient Order of the Jedi allowed him to send a call out to any other Force user who might hear him and become his teacher. As lines are drawn and Din Djarin's ability to lead this ragtag team of former enemies is challenged, his connection to the child now lies at the center of a struggle making them both unwitting players to the fate of the galaxy. 
Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Got a little Ooh. extra dramatic with that. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's all good, man. This episode was extra dramatic. So first off, I, I got to say, um, w- when I when I started into this episode, I, I I try to do something where you know I don't know if you've ever seen art critics do this, where they look away or they look into their you know arm for a couple minutes and then they look up at the painting and just like want to take it in pure. So that's what I did with this one, and. They came at me so fast. I mean, they jumped right into the action, you know, guns blazing, you know, literally, you know, blam, 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 right off the bat. We had, um, you know, the chase sequence set up. And when you, when you start out like that, you know, you're in for a ride. General sentiments. I love this episode, but there's a but. I didn't know exactly how I should feel about it for a couple of reasons. And I'm going to get into it as we break down each of the separate parts, but it was interesting. Andy, you and I talked about this a little bit, so, but I want to hear like general feelings about this episode. Uh, let's jump over to Lexi. How did, how did you feel about it? Um, well, I, I think, I think from like my earlier comment, uh, it's pretty obvious that I was like very, very emotionally affected by this one. Ooh, I mean, not just because it was like the last uh, episode of the season, but it brought some some character arcs full circle that just um, really resonate with me personally. Um, Really, yeah, Uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of good one liners. Um, A couple, a couple of things that I am. I've watched it three times and I'm like, I'm still not sure how I feel about one or two <laughs> little parts. Um, a couple of, uh, just a couple of decisions that were made, but um, I'm really excited for a lot of what they set up for next season. I'm very excited for a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, plot lines that they've put into motion and uh, where they've left the characters, you know, because they've, they've taken a lot of these characters from where we met them and taken them through a full character arc. So now we're going to get another uh, set of character development arcs that are, what, another probably two seasons long, I'm hoping, uh, if they do it similar to what they just did. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the new way of storytelling to me, so I think we're definitely going to see more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is that something, uh, and, I mean, Tracy, that you... Uh, you thought as well, just in general, kind of a, it worked for you? Uh, oh, yeah. I think um, I, 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 feel, uh, I did. I did cry. I was told that I was not going to cry. And they were a lying liar who lies because I did cry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the second time I watched it with my mom and she started crying, which made me start crying again. So it was just a lot of tears. Um, but um i guess we'll get into that later but um yeah i mean i feel like um i feel like i was wrong about so many things but i was mostly right about the super friends it just wasn't as many super friends as i thought we're gonna get together but i and i don't know what i was (laughs) they they traded out one very important uh uh super friend for a more super (laughs) (laughs) wow wait a minute (laughs) It was also super femmes, which like that's oh true. My god, oh the god, the girl yeah. power. Oh my god, they just, girl just power. Casually but definitively made his like fire yes. squad all women, like obviously. And then Moff Gideon's even like, yeah, this is like an impressive team you have. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! And um, when they when they when they went over the sides of the bridge, off the side. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all about the girl power. I know people criticize that scene um, in Avengers Endgame when it's like she, you know, she's not alone. And I, but it, and me, every time I see that, I'm like, woo! So I well, love it. But that said, too, right? Like, like this is very much doing that. The scene is doing the same thing that that scene is. Um, and they didn't they didn't ham it up, right? Which, which, which was, was That's true. Also, it's a different awesome. approach. It's a different it approach. Made it effective. To yeah. Support, right. Like, as, you know, to me, because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't necessarily about them being women. It's just right. that, mm-hmm. you know, the, like the, the, the toughest guns he could pull out also just happened to be for women. And who needs uh, axe woves anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean, you know. Well, you know, I mean, in, in the broader How did we picture, spell his too, name? Though, I, mean, I lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, in the bigger picture, though, right? It's like, this is this is cumulative, right? I mean, it does mm-hmm. show kind of where we're coming. It's like, Endgame was a year ago? Two years ago? Probably two. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. two, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it one, had to be two, two years ago. So it's uh, like, I mean, this is this is increasing, yeah. you know, and and Coleman, you know, one builds off of the other, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and oh, and, and un, unlike uh, unlike unlike superheroes, unlike Marvel does a Disney Marvel now, like they're doing a pretty decent job. But unlike a lot of female superheroes, the this troop of four women in Star Wars haven't really been. Uh, sexualized by their costume design or anything at all um or the the way that the camera follows them uh they're they're not yeah they're not there to be eye candy i mean they look great but they're not there to be like titillating Um, right yeah and and that's a big deal that's a big deal as well um one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world is when super female superheroes uh, are wearing high heels while they're doing everything <laughs> drives me nuts or even no. any action movie when they're wearing high heels i i can't yeah. stand it and so the fact that they're it doesn't all doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah and so like the fact that they're all just wearing like practical clothing and armor i'm it makes it makes me happy beyond words okay do you do you really give uh, do you give wonder woman a, a pass for her wedges no <laughs> No, it's ridiculous. I mean, hers are at least, um, at least in the movies, hers are not mm-hmm. too crazy. So, yeah, yeah and at least like, they're wedges. Yeah, they're wedges. It's like <laughs> that would make it like if you were going to, if you were going to say you must fight in heels, pick a type of I'd be like wedges, wedges, short wedges. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I would never fight in heels. It, when I go to weddings. I will wear high heels for the ceremony and the cocktail hour. And then the second that's over, I put my flats on and I always carry flats with me because you never know when the zombies are going to attack and you're going to have to run. And I will not be running in heels. <laughs> yeah, you can see for the zombie apocalypse, that's when you carry the big old heels so you can like flat and like throw them and give yourself. Oh, extra that's time. true. Yeah, yeah. I once had a, the worst nightmare that I was getting married and the zombie apocalypse happened right then. And I was fighting zombies in a wedding dress with a candelabra. And I swore that um, any wedding dress I ever owned, it had to have a kick, a kick radius. 
a slip. I had to be able to get it. was fantastic. Nope. I, 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 yeah, I hear that. Yep. Um, you know, but but coming coming back to to our our our, our awesome squad. foursome there too, right? <laughs> uh, rescue squad. You know, the other great thing too is that they're each like uh, very distinct fighters, right? I mean, you have Fennec, who's already established as the sharpshooter of the bunch. You have Caradoon, who's a shock trooper and has her heavy repeaters and is just like you know a bulldozer. Uh, you have yeah. our two. Uh, uh, Mandalorian uh, warriors who uh, are skilled and finesse and are like absolute team players. You know, uh, I mean, I just loved kind of seeing the 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 the, the dynamis, dy, dynamism dynamism of of their uh, of of like the diversity of attack patterns um, from 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 each of them. No, that totally worked out. I think. Um, and speaking of just how we had the different. Um, the different uh, women there together. It's like, how did they, I really liked in this episode, um, how they really wrapped everything together very quickly. And they started out by giving them little team, um, a a team task almost, you know, where you had Mm -hmm. um, first we have to get the doctor and, you know, the ship. And that was its own little thing. And um, in that scene, and, for those of you who aren't following along, we're about to jump into spoiler land right here. So we're just going to start <laughs> saying stuff. Uh, so be warned. Spoiler warning. Active. This is your second Officially. warning. No yeah. complaints. Um, yes, exactly. I mean, if, you, if you've if you been on Twitter, you should have gotten spoiled already. But, you know, that happens. Ooh. Um, when, ooh. One, one quick other fight thing that we have to, to comment on is that uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks also got to, to sneak in her, her signature, her signature uh, throw in the, in the bar brawl there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going speaking, to get to- of, speaking of the bar brawl, I loved the visual of um, Din Djarin and Boba Fett walking into that bar because it yes. brought it full circle from the first episode where you've got mm-hmm. like the lone Mando walking into the bar and you see him silhouetted and you, it just, it, it came, it came full circle aesthetically. And they were um, in step with each other. And they were in step. Yeah. And yeah, there's just you, like the show just keeps picking up more people in that Mando armor. Like now there's, <laughs> I love the people. Uh, you could see the people like starting to trickle out of the bar. <laughs> well, the Mandalorians are so rare, second. you know, and to yeah, have four in that- one bar. Yeah, they're like, uh oh, shit's going down. <laughs> but yeah, I saw there was like a, uh, looks- a good amount of people. I caught it. They were uh, sneaking out um, as the so, conversation yeah, that, started. That, that was a that was a really interesting scene. Um, just by the way they played it, it you know you have um, you have two Mandalorians meeting up with another two, Ma- well, three Mandalorians and a. Uh, <laughs> We don't totally understand if this guy's a Mandalorian or what he's claiming <laughs> or who gave him um, armor. Anyway, it's just a, a thing. Um, that w- that scene was so interesting to me. Uh, just how they met up and they've got a goal. You know, I need to get other people to go along with me to take on. You know, Moff Gideon and get the dark saber back. And this moment of tension, it really hit me of course, when Boba Fett starts speaking in the, in the little truck stop bar area and Bo-Katan looks up truck like, stop. what the <laughs> hell is that I'm hearing? 
Hey, if you listen to the audio voice description, it says truck stop. Uh, like, oh no, that's place. perfect. Uh, that's absolutely what it was. Um, but yeah, no, continue your thought. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but um, just the way that they set up the group dynamic and the group tension, like you know, Mando just wants to get you know his job done. Bo Katan's like, who the hell is this? You know, guy with the dad bod and a Mandalorian outfit and a <laughs> and what is that? A Tuscan skirt underneath and she's just giving him this look that's like what is this and you know when he starts talking of course you know she realizes he's a clone they start back and forth um just setting up this group dynamic that's not all together but is still strong i mean they're all mandalor yeah. mandalorians almost was just was just great to me um i don't know were you guys still confused a little bit about where Boba Fett stands in the Mandalorian kind of vibe because he was dodgy with his words again. You know, um, I mean, for me, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I mean, actually this scene to me was kind of like, like the pinnacle of just, uh, or, or, or um, an example of how well written this episode was right uh because kind of you know like you're saying it's like you have a little bit of interaction with each of these characters uh but we are completely reintroduced to these characters like it, you could come into this episode having not seen any of the previous episodes and you know exactly who these characters are and who they are to each other and what makes them different right um bo katan is clearly like the the you know the strategist and like the leader and like you know the the calm head then you have like the the natural leader uh uh who is dinjarin who's you know kind of the heart and soul of this right and then you have uh boba who you know has his own rules and is a little antagonistic and then you have you know uh Cusca reeves who's just like fuck y'all <laughs> <laughs> Also, and uh, so the, with the tornado DDT, yeah, the, the tornado tornado DDT. Uh, looks like we also have a comment from Tarn Solo. My my eleven year old daughter loved that it was a girl squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and thought... Josh wants to know when does Bo Katan show up in the animated shows? Season season seven, I believe, of Clone Wars. Uh, right? Let me let me double check that. Uh, that far no, it's sorry. Sorry. No, it's sooner. it's 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 sooner. sooner. It's like fourth. Sorry, season it's much it's much it's much sooner. It's much sooner. I'm appearances. Hold up, I can find this. I can answer this. Internet's <laughs> really cool. Huh. Um, well, while you're while you're um, looking for that, friend needs first. Wait, what? What is Tracy doing here? Hold on. She Refill. just cracked oh, yeah. she's, no, she's, 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 she's cracking the beer. Andy. Andy, were you were you the one who said season four? Who said season four? I guessed. I guessed. Clone Wars. Season you four. guessed season four. You guessed correctly. It was season four. So she appears yes. in season four, and she, uh, yeah, co goes to the uh, end. No, I thought it was what I thought was particularly clever. Just to to kind of point to what you said, Andy, supporting the well written comment was, uh, you know, as you said, Dinchar being the heart, Bo-Katan kind of being the head. And her uh, ability to use diplomacy, because, you know, even even though they're kind of like, you know, ribbing Boba Fett and being like, you're not a real Mandalorian, like, you're not what we consider a real Mandalorian, all these things. At the very end of it, she's like, look, if we had shown half that much spine, we wouldn't have lost our planet. 
she kind of just says it to all of them, doesn't exclude any of them, even though she just like, yeah, you know, shot down Boba Fett pretty hard. She like, I still kind of includes him in that umbrella, which is like a very smart diplomatic leader move where she's like, okay, like, I'm not going to like be like ever. Yeah. Our planet, except you, it's not your planet, you know? It kind of uh, echoed. Like, I, 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 I love her. Um, I love her barb to him. Go oh, the donor barb. The the she the, called him a donor. The yeah the donor the. Oh yeah, the, your donor. Uh, uh, I've I've heard you your voice. Say? I've heard your voice a thousand times. Yeah, what were you going to say, Tracy? I was going to say it kind of echoed to me. Um, Luke going into, or Luke and Obi Wan going into the the bar in the cantina in Mos Eisley and being told that, um, you know, like the droids weren't welcome when they came up to to Bo-Katan, and she's basically saying like, you know, clones aren't welcome. You know, mm-hmm. didn't it did right. feel like that to you? I don't know. That's what I. That's kind of what I felt like. And like, it's always in a bar. <laughs> I thought it felt. I thought it uh, worked out pretty well. Um, I, as I said, I like that scene. Uh, the only thing I had a problem with is uh, power levels, and I didn't think Boba Fett should have had as much trouble with uh, a sidekick than that he did after going through that badass episode and uh, you know having a TV show coming up. He kind of just gets thrown to a tape table and ends up on his knees. Uh, one-to-one fighting, you know, with the, the flame at the end where it's kind of a draw. Minor quibble, but it worked out. I mean, to me, it was kind of like that was that was done purposefully to show like that they are all they are equally all matched. equally matched, right? We've established yeah. power levels for Boba Fett, and now you know, and now we can kind of use Boba Fett as our meter for you know where everyone else is at. That's that's how I that's, well, that's he, he got tornado it. DDT'd. <laughs> Wait, need, need in the she's sky. younger and quicker than him. He couldn't, he couldn't pull her. He couldn't pull her forward. He got knee. Oh, in the I love that. I love that actually. You know, you see the tug of war. Yeah, she is. She's younger and faster than he is. To be fair, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, but there's, there's, I was going to say, there's, there's no, like, there's no world Star Wars or this one in which that's probably not true. Like, she's younger and faster than him, so. Uh, well, she is a pro wrestler. If yeah, so if they're supposed to be proving that they're evenly matched, I think they did a good job of that. Um, I, I, I kind of liked how, how alike they almost were as characters, and that, that's kind of why they set each other off. Mm, um, yeah. So Ring Capacity is saying that he thinks that Bo needs her own show, but I think that season three is going to be very Bo centric, right? Don't you think that oh, yeah. now that Grogu is, I, I agree, taking yeah. care, they have set it up. Yeah, because he basically promised her, like, look, if we save Grogu, then I'll dedicate myself to your cause. Yeah, they have, they've, and they've already set up for there to be some kind of conflict with figuring out a way to get the dark saber out of his hands because we've seen a lot of big character changes from Dinjarin since the beginning of the series. But what I don't think we're going to see is I don't think we're going to see him want to step up and take a leadership role of that magnitude. I, I don't, I don't think that's what they're trying to build with a character. I could be wrong. No. But I don't well, think that's what they're trying to build the character to, and that doesn't seem like the kind of man he wants to become. 
but it seems like having that option now is going to be part of his his journey and how to pass the torch on in a way that that you know uh preserves Bo-Katan's honor and and kind of um does give her that mandate yeah speaking of which um they in in going into the scene after that after they've decided to you know team up and you know it's mandalorians to the rescue they they kind of all teamed up and then even even in that group you know he says hey i'm going to go in alone and that was part of their plan so he's already kind of staying separate from the rest of them which was uh interesting and um that's i mean that's also i mean kind of like what what we saw in the last Bo-Katan episode too, where where the Mandalorians under Bo-Katan they're strategic, they they are conscious of each other, and they work in tandem, right? And Mando was like, I mean, remember just some of the shots where he's just kind of bewildered as they're working as a crack operation, and he's kind of like, I'm gonna run into all the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason brought up a point that I didn't even think about before, and that was if Boba had been on the bridge when, are we saying who the Jedi was? Can we say that it was Luke, right? Skywalker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, okay. We just you, did. Like, We're there. We did it. Okay. If, um, we ripped that if, band-aid off. Oh yeah, we did because we talked about no, the blood I mean, and the green just, I don't, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't say the name, but we just ripped that band-aid off. I mean, everybody has watched it. We did two spoiler alerts. It's fine. Okay. But yeah. So what's the question? If, what's the question? The, so, well, he didn't have a question. It was, um, or maybe it was a question, but he brought up a good point in that um, if Boba Fett had been on the bridge when Luke showed up, what would that have looked like? Because this is post-Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boba think? Fett would have lost his shit and he'd blow the whole thing. <laughs> Very strategic writing. Very strategic writing. Good job, guys. (laughs) Put him in the cockpit. (laughs) But that's actually good strategic writing as opposed Mm -hmm. to, like, um, Bo-Katan just not saying her plans up front. Like, you know, it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, well, here's here's this. And then, you know... Okay, fine, but but then here's this. Okay, well, fine, but here's this, and 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 like, look, I saying I need to be the one that gets that defeats Buff Gideon, but not saying why. I think that if she had said why, then, um, then um, Din would have not. Well, I don't know that he had a choice actually, but that's a that's I was a whole say, other thing. I actually, I, and I think that's what I think what's so great about the 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 writing again. Man, it keeps coming back to it. it's such a well written episode. Yeah, is and- that I, I honestly, I think even if he had known, I think that he would have avoided the fight if at all possible, like he did. But I think ultimately he would have been like, fuck it. Because he says at the beginning, he says, my only priority is a child. Yeah. And, and going definitely following off of that, Lexi, um, going off of how it was written, if you have this team going in and, you know, uh, Din says he's going to go in alone, then suddenly Boba's like, well, if you're going in alone, then, you know, I can just go fly somewhere else to a, a, you know, intergalactic rest area and chill for a bit because I have no allegiance to Bo and the rest of her, you know, Mary he had to whatever. pick up Fennec Shand at some point. Well, yeah, he had to come back, but, you know, um, but yeah, the whole, the whole leaving part, when I'm watching it, it made total sense to me it because, oh, well, 
if yeah. he said he's going to go alone, then I don't need to be involved. I mean, it was just a number of reasons to for him to bolt off and not hang around too much um, after he dropped everybody off. It wasn't as much of his fight. So, you know, there was that. Right. And Ooh, then uh, question. wait for the single. Go ahead. Question, Lexi. Oh, I was saying. I was saying. Oh, we got a. We got a question about. Do we think Mando is going to ditch the helmet now? Yeah. So, he's, uh, um, so I, I, I mean, I, I have thoughts. Um, because the thing is, right. I, I mean, thoughts. this is this is the kind of the cool thing of where we're at now, right? Is that because he has the dark saber, he is technically the Mandalore by yeah. by you know. By you know all Mandalorian creeds, right? He has earned it in com- combat. Um, yeah, the, the ultimate, like the Mandalorian. <laughs> but he is also a child of the Watch, and he follows an extremist, you know, zealot creed. And then you have Bo-Katan, who is is the rightful heir and is storied in the mythology and understands the importance like she is pulled to it as a cause right so that kind of gives us a really interesting possible dynamic for season three where you have Bo-Katan basically playing um you know Dudley, or uh, not um playing um um uh uh my fair lady to to uh uh Din Djarin and teaching him how to be a proper Mandalorian right and 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 breaking him of his his watch, death watch training, which then sets up the armorer as the antagonist for next season. Aha! Uh-huh. I was gonna I was gonna actually uh, cool. okay. That would be a total thing. Um, but as a former death watch, Bo-Katan's probably the perfect person to ease him into a more centrist, moderate, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. way of being a Mandalorian. I don't so, think he's going to ditch the, the helmet on a regular basis, but I think it'll be a thing where when he's around people he's very comfortable with, he might not wear it. Like we I might get so. seen, like like we might get scenes where, like I don't know, maybe he like actually has they like like he and Cara Dune talk plans over an actual dinner, and we actually get to like see them talk. You know, because she's already <laughs> seen it. Like you know, maybe the people who are in that room, he's like, well, you guys have already. But he just, he's, he's, I saw that helmet as like a, a, a metaphor for his ability to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. which Absolutely. at the very beginning of the series was not at all. And now he knows how to be vulnerable, but also when it's worth it to, you know, when, when the right time is to, to be vulnerable, um, you know, when it's going to move him forward. And I want to see Pedro Pascal's face more. Which, speaking of, why do writers keep (laughs) trying to mash his pretty head? I know. (laughs) Fighting with the spear, getting his head mashed in. I know. All right. So, okay, wait. Do do, do we want to get into the. Okay, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, we'll jump into more speculation. We'll we'll jump into more speculation at the end. uh, At least this time he kept his face. But yeah, that's a that that's that's a good point. After they made their their so raid, um, here we here come the dark troopers, the dark troopers that we've been been you hearing mean the, about. The Terminators and, and their T one thousand move. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, coming through the coming through the door like that. Um, yeah, I thought that was another interesting interesting setup. You know, um, only one one of them makes it through, and the rest of them get you know shuffled out through the airlock or whatever. Um, 
the yeah. cold storage uh, that just happens to have a, a ditch. Actually, that would probably be a good move on from Moth Gideon. You know, it's like they ever go crazy, you know, just pull the switch and they all fly, get blown out of the the hatch. That, that, but, um, that's just probably how they get loaded in, too. So it would make sense for it to have like an emergency release. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> so now we've got these dark troopers. Um, I was actually not that impressed with the dark troopers. I, I didn't like the way they played them. I wanted them to be a little more menacing. Um, but I don't know. Um, maybe it was the direction. I couldn't figure it out. I was talking to Andy about this a little bit earlier, just in, in messages, but I couldn't figure it out. There was something that didn't catch right with me with them. What were you, you saying, know, Andy? Th- I mean, okay. I I know what you're talking about. Um, I felt like he really played them for tension, right? It's like we've seen droids that can problem solve and think through problems much faster than these droids. But the fact that they literally just kind of stop I mean, you know, they're almost, they almost they're almost like Cybermen to go back to, to, yeah. to, yeah. to Doctor Who, right? But it's like they stop at the door and then they think about it for a second and then they put their gun away. So it's like any and, and so for that, like that's effective for building tension. Mm-hmm. But yes, it did make them feel a little rudimentary compared to all the battle droids and security droids we've seen. Caponis is saying that they were too droidy and they needed to be more humanoid. Do you yeah. think that's what it was that was missing? I mean, they uh, well, you know, for me, I thought it was, I, I just thought they weren't, um, they didn't have enough of a, of, of, a, of a presence of danger. You know, yeah. I mean, the first one we saw, um, I mean, aside from all the fact that they all got blown out the hatch, you were kind of like, oh, come on, is that it? Then you get to see the one, um, you know, fight against, um, you know, Mando. And the fight was cool and everything. Um, I, geez, I, can't I like really that it was kind of dirty. Like it wasn't like a perfect fight. Like unlike when Luke came and just sort of wiped them all out. Well, no, but, I definitely didn't want that. That wouldn't give any attention to them. And if Luke hadn't showed up, they would. Uh, I mean, they would have decimated. Yeah, they, everybody they on that bridge. They didn't have enough Beskar spears to take out that many. <laughs> <Star Troopers>. <laughs> <laughs> I just like actually, I mean, like the the the, the sequence that made them work for me uh, was just the head pounding. Uh, everything else was kind of like, yeah, it was like it was like um, it, it was yeah, it was it was yeah, it was played very much like ter- like a Terminator fight, right? Where it's it's yeah. it's metho- methodical and it's coming for you and it's unstoppable, but it's uh, but it is more of a a monster behind the door trope, right? They bang on doors very loudly. Do you think yes. that their armor is made of Beskar? Because <laughs> he was having but, a hard time even with the spear. It wasn't until he got under the neck. I don't yeah. think so because of how easily the lightsaber went through them. That that yeah, I saw that too. I mean, we did. Oh, we do that's some, true. We do see some blaster bolts bounce off of them, but uh, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. They could just be. And it, it, that could also have to do with their design and why they're so clunky, which could be mm-hmm. that they just have really thick armor. <laughs> kind of like maybe, that. Maybe they're Durasteel. Like iron, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like whatever, whatever Iron Man's made out of. Yeah. <laughs> or what, like, what, Din, like Din's, Din's original armor. That is? Yeah. Before he got, before he got the Beskar, because that's obviously much mm-hmm. less penetrable than the trooper armor that just like shatters. Yeah. 
not only do they have badass armor and almost vibranium class, uh, you know, defense there, they had a badass Skrillex inspired soundtrack that uh, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> thank, thank you for reminding me of that one, Rodney. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for the beat to drop, you know. I, I can tell, I can tell. I was like, oh, yeah, now I could tell that their composer is a USC kid. Because <laughs> this guy just threw just threw trap into Star Wars. He just threw trap into the Star Wars standard. All right. Oh my god, that is All so right. funny. Wait, anybody who's not in Southern California is not going to understand that reference. <laughs> the dubstep is strong with this one. I was very specifically. I was like, that's that's some trap in there. That's some that's some filthy filthy space trap. <laughs> space trap. Kind of to go with your space waffles, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got a comment from uh, Paul Junior seventy seven saying, "Hell, they were practically unstoppable until Luke got there." I'll take that. I, you know, I said it's just a personal thing. They didn't. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll get to this in a little while. The whole show didn't have as much gravitas to me for some reason, even though I was. You know, I was welling up in tears and I was hyped about it. Um, I did want to put that out there, uh, which is an interesting, interesting feeling to have after it was over, uh, mainly because of. Uh, and I think it may have come down to just the direction. Um, but that's a that's another story. Thank you, Paul Jr. for that one. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, this is something that 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 I was talking about, too, was just that, like, uh I, I, I did don't get me wrong. I, I love the episode. There were so many great elements. Um I had to think about it for a while, but like I do feel like I was cheering for fan service performances of individual actors, um and the story and the writing. Um but there were some ways in which it was shot or framed or or edited that that i just wanted a little more oomph and i still can't quite put my my my, my finger on it but it, is there it a felt... scene you have as an example at all you know okay so like yeah like 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 i mean talking about okay uh kind of pushing our conversation along here too like getting to the 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 beskar spear fight um with the dark saber right um the choreography was really cool the way it was shot was not very dynamic. Uh, and that is not to say that, like, I hate shaky cam uh, stuff. Like, that drives me nuts because you can't see the movement. Oh, yeah, it gives me um, a headache. It, it's, it's awful. <laughs> Don't get me started on Iron Fist. That's a, that's a sore spot I need to recover from. <laughs> so this is much better than that. Yes. yes. This is much better than that. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, like when I think of really good choreo, you know, your 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 cuts match, um, you know, your edits and your cuts kind of match the impact and, and it follows the energy. Or like, you know, the comment that, that I was saying to Lexi earlier tonight was, um, you know, I, I was kind of flashing back to when I was a kid and thought I might be a comic book artist. And I'm reading all the Bern Hogarth books and, you know, how to draw comics the Marvel way by, you know, Romita Jr. and all that. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and and there is something to like a dynamic frame of choosing your angle or choosing the the pose of your 
how you frame the action and how you frame the performer. And I just mm-hmm. wasn't quite feeling, or, or even like, even like, this, you know, the scene where we, you know, this incredibly emotional scene. And when we see Mando take his helmet off and, and yes, we want to be focused on his pain and the child's pain, but you also experience other people's pain through the reactions of others. So even if you had a, like a tiny little cutaway to Bo-Katan go, Oh my God, he took his helmet off. Oh, there's, you know, right. They, or, cut, or... they cut to Cara Dune once. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they cut I... to, well, they cut to her. Cause I don't think, I don't think Bo-Katan had her helmet off. Yeah. Cause they were all ready for like, they didn't want him to open the door to the Jedi. They right. still were at the point where I don't think they trusted the Jedi. So I think the only person who had a face to react with was Cara Dune. And I do think they did a little cutaway to her. Um, I do. I do think they did. I don't remember exactly if they. So I mean, maybe maybe the timing of it wasn't as effective as it could yeah. have been, right? But I, the child is also like the after Din, the, the second most person he's attached to would be somebody like Kara, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. can I tell yeah, you what yeah. took me out of that scene, as emotional as it was for me? Mm. I the first thing I thought of was, okay, he took off his helmet. We don't see him drop it. We don't see it play him place it down. But yet when he puts Grogu down, it's perfectly placed on the floor. And that bothered <laughs> me. That's funny. Yeah, like, I mean, when that's did a good that point. happen? Yeah. I, I was caught up in the moment like they, they wanted me to, so I didn't even catch that one. Yeah. Now what's um what caught me though, um, and somebody said they were watching uh this whole thing on a really nice screen, and when they saw the X Wing fly in on the monitor. Oh yeah. Oh, where'd you go, Benja? It's tradition. Sorry, somebody <laughs> injure me. Somebody injure me. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, oh he's there back. you are. Okay. Yes. Back. Oh my God. All right. The force so is we, uh... So we heard the monitor and then you blanked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they showed the monitor and uh, the X-Wing flying in. Um, some people said that they saw R2's head, you know, on the oh, X-Wing. Wow. And they knew right right then. Um, but I was watching this whole buildup and I was thinking to myself, no, no. that, that Okay, that wouldn't be Mace Windu. No, no. That wouldn't be Ezra Bridger in the X-Wing. He'd have something else. And I just kept on going through my head, like, they're not going to do this. Are they, are they about to do this? And I just kept going back and forth and <laughs> leaning closer and closer to the screen and, you know, getting closer to the edge of my couch and just like, you know, is this going to happen? Yeah, I mean, the moment that hit me. That matter, like the first time. The, go ahead. The, the moment that hit me was when, when I saw the lightsaber. I was like, and the, I was like, the there glove. it goes. Okay, yeah, so, is anybody I else mean, hoping for a scene where Grogu is on Luke's back and has to lift the X-Wing out of the swamp? <laughs> Luke on Grogu's back. <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> so, Alexa, you, you, made a, you made a face over there. How did this scene work for you? Just the whole build-up to, you know... Is that an X-wing or an X-wing's flying in on the monitors, and then the cloaked the guy hint, without showing the first his face? Hint, oh man! So the first hint for me was the music. Like I noticed music uh, almost like first thing immediately in episodes. It's really present for me, 
And so one of the first things I noticed when they threw in the X-Wing, and I was like, okay, the X-Wing, we've already seen some X-Wings in the series so far. So that, you know, it's, it's been established as a, a, a pretty um, standard New Republic, uh, you know, um, part, of, part of the New Republic fleet. So I thought, okay, so, so that, there's a lot of people that could have got their hands on an X-Wing. Uh, my eyesight was not good enough to catch uh, R2. But what I did notice was, was the original, <laughs> the original Star Wars theme, the original like Skywalker theme that nice. they just he just started to lace in there, and I went, "What?" Now? The two sons theme, yeah. yeah, 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 and and I went, "Oh, oh, oh," you know, and then I, <laughs> then then I'm then I'm going to watch, you know, on the security screens. So I'm like, "Okay, well, you can't tell what color that lightsaber is, but there's only one of them." So Ahsoka didn't change her mind and come back. Um, you know, okay, so who could actually? Be? I mean, that, 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 that was a brilliant thing, too, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was a brilliant thing, too, right? That, that, that you can see the saber, you can't see what color it is because that's the no question color, everyone yeah. is asking at that point. And then, and then when, when you see the black glove and the green saber, I was like, what is going on? Like, I, I was, I was just, I'm really glad that I, I have my own place and I'm not going to bother anybody <laughs> because I, my dog, I kept, just kept looking at my dog. I was like, what is going on? What is happening? What is happening? I was no, texting I, and going, it's a glove. It's a green saber. <laughs> I, I, I yelled at this episode. Like my cousins yell at Seahawks football. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just on my I was just on my couch yelling, no, 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 yes. <laughs> no, no, they didn't, no, they didn't. I, I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking, but I kept yelling no and yes back and forth, and I don't know if somebody heard me, the neighbors heard me yelling, but it was it, it was nuts. And, and um, I know, and I and I knew what it was, and still, when he did the the whole reveal, I went, oh, oh, like <laughs> I went, I went, woo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a was, now he's got a hallway a scene just like his father i was yeah, yeah i was yelling a lot this episode do we think that grogu and r2d2 recognize each other because they were at the temple okay together that is that is now my head canon that r2d2 is the one who rescued go grogu from from anakin <laughs> as opposed to the i'm still holding on to the librarian but maybe because how's you know? r2d2 gonna get him out he doesn't have a with his, like, he's R2-D2. He's like the, the Swiss Army knife of, of the galaxy. <laughs> All Grogu would have had to do is climb on. <laughs> Hold on to his little, like, his little thing that, like, <laughs> breaks into things. Yeah. <laughs> R2-D2 pops off his head and it becomes, like, the cradle, right? <laughs> <gasps> oh, he hides it like a, like a Dalek. Well, but here's the, here's the reason why, why, why it would have made sense is because like they they could have hidden the information from everybody by erasing just that little part of information like having R2 delete that bit of information yeah <laughs> so that no so that Grogu's location really would be secure so i mean i mean it checks out because um, well, R2's the only drawer, the only one who's never had a that we know of that's never had a memory wipe like C3PO did, right? Who's been there mm-hmm. through everything, who was with Anakin, remembers Anakin from all the way from when he was built, right? Or no, he built C3PO, but R2D2 I, was there. 
I still feel like R2-D2 should be the Wills. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Wills? The Wills, the you know, because Will? like, like it's the... The Wills. The Wills are like the lore keeper of the Jedi. and the, the So like the, the, the original oh. title for for uh, episode four was uh, you know, the adventures of of luke star killer oh, yes. hold on tracy you, you thought of art you're gonna write out oh, a lot w- i was like i was like w i was i was thinking of like the name will and i'm going what and i wouldn't wasn't thinking will of Riker. W- w-h-i-l yes 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 will wheaton will wheaton the wills <laughs> yes okay i get it now um, <laughs> Ring capacity says, I can't believe we didn't find out why Moff wanted the midi-chlorians. I thought the dark troopers were going to be force users. I feel Those like that's different. gonna I feel like we're gonna find mm. out more about that with the with um the Grand Admiral Thrawn arc. I, okay, I, 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 like I agree. I feel like that might be tied so, so up. So now now's a good time, I guess, to to talk about what we Yeah, um I, I want you to continue, Lexi. I'm sorry. But now's just a good time to go into the uh the speculation, what we think is going to happen, because there's a lot of ramifications in here. So um, I'm sorry about that, but just just go on with what we think stuff might mean here, Lexi. Um, oh, I hadn't. What what do we think stuff might mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought you were going on speculation about. Well, no, you know, I hadn't. I had I had literally like just like that that little thing that I said that was that was it. I I, I had that idea. Oh. There, there was one thing that a, a, a couple episodes back of the podcast, I'm kind of, kind of frustrated with myself for not airing this fan theory. Uh, it was, oh no, it was the episode when we first meet Bo-Katan, and I went and and we were talking about the dark saber. We're like, okay, well that gives us a point of context for the dark saber. Finally, what's it doing here? Why did it? Why did it get dropped into the Mandalorian? Besides the obvious part that it's a Mandalorian artifact. Um, all right, so now you have Bo-Katan. She anchors it. That makes sense. And, you know, we kind of talked about, oh, yeah, so she's going to be continued in this plot because she needs to get her hands on the Darksaber. And then my thought was, but they're also setting Din Djarin up to duel him. And I, so my head went, okay, so we're going to have like a like reluctant king kind of oh, scenario here. So, so you're saying you, you, you may have called it before. Uh... Like, yeah, in my head, I went, I went, yeah, I went. But the way that they're setting it up, because of him, you know, the way they're setting it up, he's going to be the one who has to fight Moff Gideon because Moff Gideon keeps coming for his kid. So that's the battle that they're setting up to happen. So he's going to have to go up against Moff Gideon, which means he takes the Darksaber. And knowing the legacy of the Darksaber, I went, that's going to set up issues because he's not going to want it. But Bo-Katan's like, I can't take it. She's going to be <laughs> like, I can't take it. And that's exactly yeah. what I like. I didn't say anything. And now, now I just, sound like i'm making it up why don't they just get in a so, fight and like 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 she doesn't have to kill him obviously because he didn't <laughs> kill moff gideon so why don't they they're just mandalorians like, they're like, like and i don't, I don't think like the, people, the people would res- like the well if he if he if he like basically set the fight and like lost on purpose she wouldn't gain the respect that she yeah. needs they're no, like but Klingons. they don't have to. But they don't have to fight. Like they can, they can fight to win. You know, like like isn't that how they kind of like yeah, release sexual tension? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but she might lose. <laughs> okay, so what if they? What if they do like a gladiator type situation and they throw Din in there with somebody else, and then Bo-Katan fights that, that person. <laughs> <laughs> 
It would be like one, two, three, not it. <laughs> stories, stories start to go around. You know, people are like, "Hey, you know, I heard Bo Katan fought Din John. Really? What happened? Mm, Din was into it. It wasn't. I don't know." <laughs> Just well, some gladiator gave, shit. gave it to her really and you know i don't even trust her anymore so you know you, you got to do it in the right way um, so to answer ring capacities thing though remember we do have moff gideon and dr pershings are now in custody of uh uh new republic uh marshall cara dune right so i i imagine they are not gone from the series they're going to be hannibal lectoring it up you know Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, there's going to be some action going on there. Um, R.I.P. Dr. Pershing's hearing. He has horrible <laughs> tinnitus now. <laughs> um, did they... He actually mentioned he was a clone uh, doctor in this episode. I'm not yes. sure if he did before. No, um, he had the patch. Yeah, this is yeah, confirming patch, that. But I'm not sure they actually mentioned it in story what he was. So. But right. um, anyway... What's 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 curious to me is this season three that's coming up is this Boba, the book of Boba Fett that's coming actually supposed to be what season three is or I'm no. not sure we're getting two separate yes. Um, yes. shows in December. Yes, that's we what are. people are saying, but I'm not sure about it. Convince me. I think they're going to alternate years. Oh no no they're, they're not alternating it's 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 a it's it's a limited series so so like they're saying Boba Fett December there's still 3 weeks in December before Christmas which which is when they said uh season 3 is launching Wait so season but season 3 of the Mandalorian is coming out in December of 2022 and book of 20, Boba 21. Fett's coming no book of Boba Fett is coming out in December 2021, 2021. Man, season three Mandalorian is coming out in December 2022. No, what I'm saying season it's three of the Mandalorian no. is the book of yeah. Fett. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Hold on. Hold on. Look it up. Consult the Google. I swear to you. Ka Kath Kathleen Kennedy Con said next Christmas in 21. Consult Al Google. Mandalorian season three. <laughs> Release date. Oh, shoot. Did we uh, lose Benji again? <laughs> release date. Why is it on men's health? What? <laughs> That's the first article that came up with men's health. Uh, it so actually said... Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> what was that, Benji? Uh, no, I was, saying, I was about to make a men's health joke, um, oh. but it's all good. No, the, uh, I, I really think that the Book of Boba Fett is what they were talking about when they said Mandalorian Season 3. Um, I am I think right! I think they're playing funny with the wording there. Intentionally. No, about, okay. about next Two separate shows. Boba Fett arrives on Tatooine uh, to assassinate Return of the Jedi's Bit Fortuna. The post-credit sequence says with the tease, Book of Boba Fett, December 2021. Um, yeah. That will take the Mandalorian's 2021 time slot, pushing Season 3 to 2022. The Kathleen Kennedy in, in at Investor Day said Christmas of twenty one for Mandalorian season three. They also didn't announce the book of Boba Fett at Investor Day. Exactly because they were saving this reveal for this. No, the, I'm telling the, you, the, the, the the production schedules that were that were that <laughs> were discovered uh, a couple months ago was that Boba Fett was going into production now, which was pushing Mandalorian season three production to uh, to to January. 
So we're gonna have two shows at once? Nah, I don't, I don't buy no, that. Not not at oh. once. It's it's a limited series. So it's like it's three episodes of Boba Fett, and then you start your series of 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 Mandalorian right after. Okay. Well, I heard that. I'm not sh- okay. That that could that could happen too. That could happen too. I'm having a really hard time pulling it up, and I don't want to waste time. But I we will we were gonna investigate this. <laughs> Uh, let, I, let us know what you think in the in, in the in the Twitch chat. Twitch I will comments. bet you a whole dollar, and that's my maximum bet. <laughs> I will see your dollar. Tracy, didn't you say fifty six minutes? I don't trust you. Oh, you hush! <laughs> I if I if I lose if, if I lose, I owe you a dollar. If I the win, Mandalorian season two finale had so many spoilers that if we say it, vegetarian you ramen. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'll send you something on Grubhub. How's that? <laughs> it's not the same. It's like it has to be fresh. <laughs> so okay, what I um, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Um, we definitely, I, I definitely felt more comfortable about Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, after seeing everything that uh, Cara Dune went through in this episode, just her her presence with the gun and her style basically uh, con- contrasting with everybody else. I was like, okay, this could be a that... thing. And it could also be a way for um, the other the other girl power force to jump in. So I, I just thought that was uh, interesting the way they played her. Um, I in this loved episode. that. I, I don't know. I really loved that whole my gun is jammed bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she swung it over and Fennec just like automatically ducked. Yeah. What was yeah. what was the swear again? What was the new swear? Oh, I actually, I, she she did a couple of really good swears in this one. Uh, actually, I, I I wrote down four uh, one liners from this episode. It was filled with some good one liners. I liked how Bo-Katan described their entrance as disembark with maximum initiative. <laughs> Definitely going to be using that in real life now. <laughs> like, I, I caught it. I caught it the third time around and I was like, that's a really cute way to put storming out in a rain of like laser and fire. And like, <laughs> you, you had a couple one line. Uh, so we had, we had a, a real stink in the scud pie. I, I love oh, that. Oh yeah, incorporating that, that like, one into. What is I'm that? using that. And then, and then, and then, yes, yes, yes. Son of a mud scuffer. Yes, son of a mud scuffer. And McClunky. Oh, that's right. There was a oh, McClunky. They said McClunky. Yes, oh, McClunky. McClunky. McClunky does actually have a meaning. Oh really? Yes, it means this will be the end of you. <laughs> and oh. Yes, Whoa. yes, and um, so um, the guy who did, was the pod guy for Anakin, Saboba, Saboba. Oh, he says it. He says it to Anakin. Oh, and of course, in the in the Disney Plus version of A New Hope, um, Greedo says it. That's Greedo's last word, right? And right. then, are we talking about the end credit scene yet? We've kind of yeah. touched on it. We've mentioned it. So, and then Bib Fortuna, who's like slowly turning into Jabba the Hutt, um, <laughs> says it right. Did you notice that there was a bunch of people from Return of the Jedi in there, like the background singers yeah. and stuff, like the people who yeah. survived? Yeah, the, the 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 poofy hair girl who, yes! uh, who Boba Fett was rolling up on on <laughs> my my, my the... fellow pink haired diva. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then then the last one liner, way more serious, but uh, I love that we got a Luke Skywalker quote out of this episode: "Talent without training is nothing." Okay, so that's why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. 
Thank, can I talk about that? Yeah. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Yoda shirt, but I'm like pretending it's Baby Yoda, and then I'm wearing Ray sleeves because he says that, and I feel like it's a dig to future Ray because here she is. Mm -hmm. She's all talent with no training, no and training. somehow is like a master Jedi. Oh. And, 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 and honestly, Luke's kind of the same way. I mean, he had a little bit of training mm -hmm. from Yoda and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. some wise words yeah. from Obi-Wan. But for the most part, he yeah. had to figure it out himself, Mostly right? self-taught, yeah. And that was very hypocritical. So I decided to dress appropriately to call out that hypocrism. Hypocrism. <laughs> hypocrism? Hypocrism. Ah, uh, but as we know, what a great teacher uh, is is failure. <laughs> Which, okay, so so... This episode, actually, the a lot of the second season reinforced one of my just like more cuckoo fan theories that I have going on in my head, uh, which is that Goku is Yoda's illegitimate kid. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't care if it turns out not to be true. I'm I'm really having fun arming my theory. <laughs> Yoda and Yaddle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so, he's a clone, uh, and that's why using his blood to try and make clones isn't working very well. Ooh, maybe. Mm -hmm. So when they try to combine, like maybe he's like Yoda's little boba. <laughs> maybe, and that's why when they try to use his blood to incorporate with the like the volunteers, which I'm guessing are human, right? Um, mm -hmm. they're kind of turning out Snoke like. Right. So the so the the timing's about right. Uh, why would Grogu have been like spirited away in secret from the temple, like with, with as an exception to other younglings? You know, why was he why was he given special treatment? Uh, and then the uh, other thing that's that I'm like, okay, well, you have Yoda's last student, Luke, who is now coming into the picture of all of the Jedi that they could have brought in. They brought in. Like they, they were like, no, we, we choose this for so strong a reason that we're going to CGI Mark Hamill's face onto someone. And, um, <laughs> right. So like they obviously like were very, felt very strongly about the need for it to be Luke. So, um, that to me would make sense if he was paying special attention to, I mean, I don't know, like I said, could be, could, he could be completely unrelated, but the way that they have seemed to like making star Wars characters related to each other and pulling out big family <laughs> reveals and all of these things. I, I don't know. It wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be the weirdest plot twist. Fan, fan serve it. Um, <laughs> it, it it's, it's funny. Um, as much as I, as much as I like this season and um, we're going to get to the, the, the last couple plot threads that you can think about through the rest of the holidays. Um, but yeah, there, there was just so much fan service, but I, it, it's like eating a bowl of, you know, uh, whipped cream with nothing else, but it was good, but I don't know. So something, something's weird with this fan service and I, I'm liking it, but I don't think I should like it this much. So they're doing something crazy uh, with Favreau, Filoni, and, you know, maybe Lucas is calling in some things. I can't tell, but it's good. I like it. All right, you know, so, I mean, actually, r really quickly, Benja, uh, you, uh, you know, you, you, you were talking about um, um, offline, you were talking about, uh, you know, what some people are calling the marvelization of Star Wars, right? Uh, but I, I just kind of like put, pointing out that like Star Wars was doing this kind of multi-platform world building and storytelling, you know, well before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was, was you know, like, I mean, this goes back to like Shadows of the Empire, when you had book 
books and video games and other media, uh, comic books, toys that were all part of a unified storytelling initiative, right? Um, and that's kind of the, the really interesting thing with this is that we know we're going to get three, possibly four. Uh, I'm saying possibly because we're Tracy. <laughs> Uh, 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 shows that are going to be intertwined and 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 culminate, right? Um, um, uh, you know, and and that's you know building these characters out is is part of that. I got no arguments with that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think you're on the money there. Um, this is a as we've discussed, uh, this is a new way of storytelling, um, and it's a way you can storytell because you've got the internet you've got you know all these different shows that you can automatically link things to it's not just uh you know constrained to a few people who happen to know everything about every show and every book suddenly all of this stuff can connect in a much easier way just simply because of our communication means so it changes everything um by storytelling and you know i don't want to be grandpa benja here coming in back in my day we used to tell stories like this um, so I, when I say I like it, I'm just coming to understand that, no, this is the new way of storytelling and I'm here for it. So I'm happy, but it's weird to me. Fan service. <laughs> All right. So we've got, uh, got a couple more minutes here. Um, let me run through these hanging plot threads that we've still got going on and some things with the larger context that we're going to be seeing. And, um, really quick, if you, uh, have any final questions, uh, We'll, we may take a really juicy one that comes across the wire, but let's see. Some hanging plot threads. Uh, we still got the covert of Mandalorian in hiding, including the armor, obviously. Got Bo-Katan building forces to take back Mandalore and the Darksaber. She's not just going to give that up. Um, Moff Gideon and the Incount Blood, we still don't know what's happening with that exactly. Um, that's not... Got to do something with all that Incount Blood they took. And uh, the New Republic and the Core Worlds, we don't know how they're going to interact with the Outer Rim and how all that's going to take place. But that is a great way to interlink everything else in the Star Wars galaxy with this show. Because the show, by the way, is the jump off for all other shows, in case you didn't realize what was happening. And Pedro um, Pascal and said that for- he fully expected to guest star on the other shows, too. Oh yeah, that's how you at do least, it. Oh, at least Ahsoka so and New Republic. If you look at it, he's kind of like the Iron Man of Star Wars. Think about that. Mm-hmm. In, in a very literal right, sense, too. A, <laughs> uh, 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 the Beskar Man. Beskar Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's even got oh, his little jetpack so he can fly. Aww. And he's protective and, uh, of his kids. Wait, there we go. Yes, so he the, is. A... <laughs> and we so have the... uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka searching out for Thrawn, so that's still happening. And yeah, we've got uh, Bad Batch, the Book of Boba Fett, um, season three, if it is, in fact, a separate thing. We'll get argue about that later. Um, <laughs> you know, Ezra Bridger, everyone keeps talking about him. Sabine Wren, uh, Rangers of the New Republic coming through. Uh, a lot of different ways the story can go. We'll definitely be getting into that next year, talking about how all of this ties together, because the way they're going, it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a rebirth of hashtag. It's all connected. If you don't know what that is, look it up. You'll be in for a treat. But um, let's see. What else do we have? 
Oh, and by the way, make sure you stay around for a little while because we're going to be Gary, uh, we're going to be raiding Gary Witta, uh, the writer of Rogue One. He's got a Twitch stream going on, so we're going to raid his his uh, stream and jump over there. Mm. But Rodney had a question, and Rodney is a behind the scenes production guy, making sure everything's happening um, and runs smoothly on this show. Man behind Pan Geekery, he had a question for us. Uh, I want to make sure we get to that. What's going on, Rodney? Nothing's going on with Rodney. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I was gonna type it. Yeah. I was gonna type it, but well, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I was taking a little time to type. So I, I have one last uh, question for you guys. I guess this is the uh, the squadron questions section, right? But uh, it, it's really for me. Is what do you guys think with uh, Grogu? seemingly going to be out of a season three will the series still hold its charm do you think it'll be as successful without baby yoda or grogu i think they're going to go back and forth between their stories a little bit maybe not too maybe not every episode but i think we'll get flashes of what grogu is up to i just will hope i think hope we will get grogu mini arcs they'll probably toss in little yeah. Because he says, I'll see you again. And maybe we can have Sebastian Stan play <laughs> Luke. I don't think anyone will like my answer. I, I think Grogu's story is done for now. I think he may guest star, you know. He's so popular, later. though. I mean, to me, this was like kind of one of the boldest things about this this episode was that they they did a Shane moment. I mean, you know, they they, they you know, the, the the child's arc has ended and they've set up a new arc for for Dinjarin to grow. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to show up in the other shows too. Uh baby so, how, yeah. how does how does Grogu show up without Luke? And that becomes a weird thing to me in my Bring head. Bring in Sebastian Stan. I, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, not Mark Hamill. Um, <laughs> I'm just wondering how how that story plays out, you know, uh, with Sebastian Stan Skywalker showing up, um, it, because that changes the dynamics of everything. And I don't know that they want to do that. Maybe they do. Um, you know, maybe we get to start seeing Luke hanging out, um, just being the teacher kind of person, off in the sidelines, but from what I've heard from, you know, developers, uh, I remember JJ Abrams talking about the fact that it's hard to bring new stories up if you keep referencing Luke, because that basically sucks all the air out of the room and it becomes a Luke story. So, okay. Well, JJ sure. Abrams doesn't know how to, he knows how to start a story. But not- <laughs> Wasn't the force awakens like your best. You were, Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand you, Tracy. I don't understand you. I'm, I'm referring, I'm referring I'm saying, to shows. I'm saying nothing. I'm referring to like Lost. I'm, I'm referring to other things, but yeah. <laughs> I have issues with how he wraps right, we, things we do, up, though. Do. I don't want to get into because that's encyclopedic. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so let's talk. With we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> So, yeah, Lexi, where does Grogu stand now? What do you think uh, in the future? Is he still around or what? Um, 
I think I think his main arc has been wrapped up, but I don't think they're going to take him out of the picture entirely. Uh, a because I think fans will riot, <laughs> and they're smarter than that. Like they they have like we talked about how they have been playing to a certain amount of fan service. Uh, I don't think he'll be central. I think that they're going to remind us, you know, like this show is called The Mandalorian. It is not the Grogu show. And I think that they're, oh, it is a real, you know, like it's a, it's a bold move um, on their part, but I think that they've given, uh, I think that they've given Dinjarin a lot to grow on and grow with, even if we don't see, no, I mean, we won't see as much of Grogu. I think they were already preparing us that because we had a whole, a whole episode within the last, which episode was it? It was one of the last few episodes where we didn't have any Grogu at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really rare. They were, they were, they were preparing us. I think, in a way. Uh, yeah, once they once they put him in the napkin holder handcuffs, he was done. Um, <laughs> sad but true. So, like, so I think, <laughs> I think, I think it might be. You know, I think we might get to see. I think he. I think he'll cameo. I yeah. think they'll have him cameo because. His arc definitely, I mean, just him as a character, he's got so much left to do. Like, he's baby. He's got a whole life ahead of him, and he's going to outlive, realistically, outlive all of the caretakers that he established in the first two seasons. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. How, how, how about this? So <laughs> You just blew Benja's mind. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Benja? What you got? What you got? That's, that's interesting, because, you know, if you really want to take, if you really want to take a jump into the future, you could jump 700 years into the future and have, you know, Grogu in the Yoda Master type of... Master Grogu. Yeah. You know, being like the ancient wise one who was like, yeah, man, I was all... I was laid out. I didn't have any blood. I could barely speak. I was laid out. In I was only 50. And this, <laughs> and this crazy dude and like, you know, with the green lightsaber came through, you know, and every, it was crazy, but I, I don't remember much, but that's, yeah, man, it was tough back then. And, you know, just telling old stories and all of a sudden it's, you could take a big future jump and link everything back to Grogu. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at. So yeah, blew my mind so right it, there. Uh, okay, what one thing? One okay, one one stupid thing that that bugged me. Uh, uh, Grogu is leaving with Luke, and really they needed a moment where Din stops him and says, "Wait," and gives him the ball to take with him. <gasps> You're right? right. That was a missed opportunity. Nope, no, nope. they're gonna give that. She's gonna give it to him next season. <laughs> He's got to give it to him next season. <laughs> oh, wait. Season. I have to find the Jedi again to give him back his ball. <laughs> he needs. He needs. All right. I think it'll be like how they wrap up the encounter. It's like, oh, yeah, here you go, kid. You yeah. know? <laughs> I identify with Grogu. Um, I love a good ball. Thread killer. That's what we used to call that. When you made silence like that, we used to call that a thread killer. <laughs> All right. Speaking of wrapping up threads, um, we really appreciate you uh, taking this ride with us for these first eight episodes, everybody. Um, It has been a joy. We are not done, though. Uh, First of all, please remember to hang around. Once again, we're going to be raiding Gary Witta's um, Twitch stream after this. So please hang around to the very end. But I just want to make sure I thank everybody for showing up. And also, uh, shout out to um, uh, JB JB Bieber here. Uh, Not the JB Bieber you're thinking, but a very popular one on our streams. (laughs) Um, He's uh, still waiting on that Luke and Ahsoka meeting. Very true. 
As um, are we. Thanks, Jason, for all your support behind the scenes, by the way. Um, but yes, uh, make sure you continue this discussion with us. Um, we're on online separately, and we're all at, also at Pod Squadron. So follow Pod Squadron at on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll be able to just search Pod Squadron and find us. And also, if you're on uh, iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast streaming is, streaming service is Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever. You can probably find the Pod Squadron. Uh, we're there and we're going to be doing this every week, except... Except next week. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Tracy. Um, we will not be um, here next week. Uh, we will be online. Um, we all have to go back to Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll be celebrating Life Day and hopefully you will be too. Uh, next week, but we'll be definitely be back in 2021, ringing in the new year with all kinds of observations, news that we didn't get to. Uh, we'll be doing some deep dives on characters. Let us know what you want to hear, because now that we don't have the Mandalorian, what are we going to talk about? <gasps> Guess what? It's a surprise. We got we a lot deep to talk dive. About. That's right. Yeah. Um, I also, the novels. Uh, uh, also, make sure uh, you know that we are here hosted by uh, the Pan Geekery podcast. Uh, please check out some of the other shows. Uh, Nerdtastic is at 7 p.m. tomorrow. They'll be talking Transformers, and I love me some Transformers. Uh, Monday, Geek Beasts at 7.30. Uh, Tuesday, Pots and Pan Geekery. And that's a cooking show. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> that's actually better than I thought it would be. I mean, when you hear the title, it's like, okay, that could be good. You're like, oh, okay, that could be good. But when you actually see it, it's like, oh no, this is just good stuff. I love. I'm not taking honesty. a knock at. I love it. But when I first heard it, I was like, but then the pun worked for me, pot and pan geekery, <laughs> and then it just kept getting better. Yeah, it's I, great stuff. Pot and pan geekery is that, that. I love that show. Yes. So yeah, that's um. Um, actually, before we head out, where can they find you, uh, Andy? Uh, you can Andy? find me at Chinese at China. What can you hear me? Where oh. can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Chinese pirate underscore on all platforms, and I'm the Chinese pirate on Facebook. And where can they find <laughs> Why you? Are you doing a happy dance <laughs> because I didn't. I, I thought I, I thought I was gonna get disconnected for a second. And I was like, oh. yes, I can finish. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> Which the other tra I so uh, the other tradition. So I'm not bleeding, but I did get an eyelash in my eye that I finally got oh, no. out. I don't know if you noticed that. I was like, hang on, <laughs> a minute there. Anyway, I thought, uh, you, you I thought you were like twitching at one of my comments for something. You know? Oh my god, I was <laughs> like, what you? is going on? And finally, I got the eyelash out. And I was like, oh, thank god. <laughs> And I wasn't going to mention that, and then I did. Um, so I can be found on Facebook at Hot Nerd Girl, uh, Twitter at Hot Nerd Girl, the Hot Nerd, wait, no, Hot <laughs> underscore Nerd underscore Girl, um, Instagram at Hot Nerd Girl Official. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and where can they find you, Lexi? Uh, go ahead and find me on Instagram at Kaleidoscope Creature. I don't have anything else because I am a feral geek who likes to just uh, mostly live offline. But thank you guys for, again, always, like I tell you every week, thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you, Benda? I, 
<laughs> I am Mr. Benja. You can find me at my website, mrbenja.com. Um, I'll, fi- I'll fix it. You know what? I keep saying when I fix it up on my New Year's resolutions that I actually actually do New Year's resolutions. I'm actually going to tighten up the graphics on level three and make that website a thing um, more interactive and everything. But uh, all my links are there. So you can go there and check me out. And that does it pretty much for oh, us. Oh, um, actually. Oh, God. And, and, oh, and, and Benja, are you, are you selling uh, any of your paintings uh, for the Christmas season at all? Or, or? Um, I'm always selling um, my, my art and uh, T-shirts and things. Um, this is one of them from the 8-Bit Cubist. Uh, that's a little art project I've had going on for the past uh, several years. So, um, yeah, all that's available at the 8bitcubist.com. But um, oh, thanks for the plug, Andy. <laughs> all right yes but you can find me at mrbenja.com all my uh, relevant links are there if you're interested in anything like that um as i said this is the pod squadron podcast and andy i didn't remember oh here it is i always have to read this thing i haven't memorized it yet but we're about to we're about to be out of here uh, i want to thank everybody once again uh hang around for a few minutes more and we'll raid gary witta but before you go Remember to like, subscribe, and follow on the social media outlets we mentioned, which is basically all the important ones. And remember that the truths that we cling to depend on our own point of view and only the Sith deal in absolutes. That is us for the Pod Squadron podcast show for this week and for 2020. We will see you in 2021. It has been a great ride, and we will continue (laughs) further next year. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night. I'll do my dance again while we go out. Happy New Year.